0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter.
0: What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. This is Scout vs. Scout. And so we've got this concept here to get into about Debating which quarterbacks we would invite to participate in the twenty nineteen Senior Bowl, which is just around the corner. Kyle is making sound effects, and so I think that's my cue to bring him in. Kyle, what's up? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is gonna be
1: a fun show because Joe, it's not it's not who he thinks gonna show up. No. Right? Because you could probably name half the roster just based on like, the name profile and, and the there's household names for big time programs or that have gotten buzz for media that, you know, if they accept the invite, they're going to show up. They're going to be there. This is who you and I think we want to see there and who we think could help themselves the most and who has the most to prove by going to the event. Yes. Is that, sure.
0: that is very for sure. And now that specifically helped me limit my list. And there's going to be, probably at least one or two surprise omissions from my personal list based on what you just said, who I think can improve, who I think we need to learn more about. Also the reciprocal of that, or the opposite of that, excuse me. So it's going to be fun to kind of get into our rationale between us and and why we picked our six players.
1: Now, do we need to touch on grandpa or dad brand anymore before we Um, pick up?
0: Yes, I think
1: we do. Are, uh, what happened today that that makes you feel like it's necessary to have this
0: conversation again? Well, I think because you brought it up is is good. Um, I, I did. I did. You know, look, let every everyone know the little secret here is that I typically schedule the tweets for sharing the podcast, and uh, I think you. I don't know. I'm not sure you took exception, but you commented on the fact that you didn't schedule those tweets because I, you know, I posed the question. Because you asserted that I had grandpa brain. Well, no, I I put question marks and. I don't know, man, the you're you're get off my lawn guy. And I know yesterday you said something real peculiar to me yesterday when you talked about how you want to be nice to everybody on Twitter and that you want to make friends and all that. That is that was not true, Kyle. It is true. It, it's
1: I butthole Kyle only shows up when butthole mentions show up.
0: I have I'm a to, cool dude. I like to I be a nice guy. It. But that's that's what is weird. This is what I have to deal with. You 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 will never be able to appreciate this because this is about you. Because it's I more, have yeah right. I, I have personal <laughs> friends, family members that listen to the draft dudes podcast. And so because of that, they're familiar with our personalities on the show. And they're like, yes, Kyle is Kyle looked at in real life. And I'm like, no, he's really not like, he's a very nice, polite, good person. Like he's, he's nice to be, he's a different, he kind of has this different thing about him. And so explaining that to people is challenging. So how would you, how would you answer that question?
1: Um, I would say part of the value in being in this industry involves having, a personality or a persona or you know, something that that makes people have an a reaction, right? And I'm not—I don't want to be like a hot takey guy. I try not—I try to bring sound, logic, and reason behind the opinions that I have on the players. Listen, do do you know who Jeremy Darlow is?
0: Uh that's the brand guy. The, the that's Twitter the guy. brand yeah. guy. Yes, yeah. the Twitter athletes guy are brands, to, right? Yes, he used to work for.
1: I think it was Adidas. I don't know if he still does or not. But uh, he had a great tweet the other day, and I think it really summarizes um, some of the personality that you get on this show sometimes. Um, talking about Jimmy Butler going to Philadelphia in the NBA. He said, is a great brand fit for Jimmy Butler, an athlete who doesn't care what you think, a co-star who doesn't care what you think, in a city that doesn't care what you think, kill indifference, build a brand. The worst thing, in my opinion, is somebody can listen to anything I have to say and not care one way or the other. I got it.
0: I, I hear you. I hear so you. So
1: that's my explanation for any time people that you know come to you and say, dude, that guy that you do that show with, he's, <laughs> he's a little off the rails. It's like, not necessarily. Uh, well, but we got to re- have fun on the show.
0: And we, and we do.
1: And we do. We and do. what
0: I've said to them is I said, I don't know what those people the, the the people in the same situation to Kyle. What do they say? Oh man, man, that Joe guy. Should we talk so, about senior bowl quarterbacks? I was gonna right? say we
1: should probably we should probably <laughs> change gears now that we're seven minutes into the show.
0: Yep, yep. All right, let's do it.
1: So we're gonna do quarterbacks who we want to see at the senior bowl. Yep. I would like to do the honors if you would not mind.
0: Yeah, please do.
1: And introduce the first name that I think has the most to gain by being in attendance. And that's West Virginia's Will Greer. Greer is a player for me that I struggle with from a scheme perspective on where I think he has the most chance to be successful at the NFL level. Obviously, there was the incident at Florida with the the drug test that resulted in him leaving the team. So an opportunity for Greer to get in front of NFL decision-makers for a whole week, be exposed to them, make sure they're very comfortable with who he is. From all reports, he's a great guy. He's a family guy. He's got a young kid at home. He's married. And, you know, the, the context to the drug test that resulted in him leaving Florida was an over-the-counter supplement that simply triggered a, a failed drug test, got him suspended from the NCAA for a year. So when you understand the context, it might not be a big deal, but teams are going to want to vet that. And I think specifically even more so on the field, it's very important for him to get out and show how he handles and performs when he's asked and tasked with controlling uh, passing concepts with NFL coaches. And they're running it very differently from the way West Virginia runs their passing offense.
2: Valentine's Day is just around the corner and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers
0: Uh, Will Greer, obviously, also on my list, Kyle. Um, and so let me give you the next player that uh, we need to discuss here. Man, there's so many. There's so many that I think can benefit a lot. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones as my next choice here. Um, Red Shirt Jr., on pace to graduate, so he's eligible for this event. As far as I understand, and I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I, that's my understanding.
1: Now, Daniel uh, Jones was mentioned... Uh, Jim Nagy went on uh, Eric Edholm's podcast and specifically mentioned Daniel Jones. Okay, so, so he I is eligible. Believe
0: that that's eligibility. All right, so yes. we feel good about this. That's good because I don't want to bring up bad information here. Uh, so much buzz, right? I talked about him. We we talked about we've talked about him a lot on the show, right? And his intangibles and his size and his mobility and that a lot of times the accuracy is really good on that first read. And so what I think he could really benefit from is being in those seven on situa- seven situations, working with pro quarterbacks on progressions, seeing how he is comfortable, not always just kind of running quick game and then just ripping it down the field. Like it seems like you watch Daniel Jones at Duke. He's either taking off of the football, he's hitting a vertical shot or he's hitting like a one read quick game type stuff. Like I want to see him work progressions. Right. And, and I think that this could be an opportunity for him to show that uh, an opportunity for him to to not only show that on the field, but in the classroom. And I think there's going to be a lot to gain. I've heard some incredible reviews about his intangibles and his leadership and, and some some really high praise, some comparisons that were made. And so you think about a guy like Carson Wentz. and, and Man, how many times have I talked about Carson Wentz at the Senior Bowl? And I'm, I'm probably going to talk about it forever, so just get used to it. But I think he can do that type of thing where he shows up and just takes over the stage and, and shows up as a leader in ways that you don't even have to be on the field be participating as a teammate to to identify and see that leadership and how he takes control of this situation. So, man, I think that he can blow it up and and, and really, really get this, this conversation rolling about him being a first-round pick.
1: Okay, so was Daniel Jones, where was he on your list? Because we did rank these in order, so I just <laughs> want to know where Greer and Jones were specifically on your list. I had Jones 1 and Greer 2. Okay, so your top two have been taken care of. Uh, yeah. Jones was five for me. So I did have him on my list of six. Okay. And that's what we wanted to do with this list is we limited it to six, even though in, in several past years you've seen as many as eight. We wanted to make this a hard decision for us yep. to cut. So, so far we're both two for two, which means we have four spots remaining each. I don't think we're going to have total overlap though. Mm-hmm. Uh, number number two for me on my list was Boise State's Brett Rippin. And the reasons why, A, I'm especially high on Brett Rippin as a passer, I think his progression and development this year specifically is leaps and bounds relative to any other quarterback in the country. Uh, The improvement that he showed from last year to this year is tremendous. And for Rippon specifically, as a smaller school prospect, Boise State, it's not small school, but it's not power five. You value the opportunity to put any of those guys in situations where the defenders move a little faster, the ball's got to come out with juice. And, you know, as you alluded to with Carson Wentz, it's one of the things that really stood out about Carson Wentz was the moment was not too big for Carson. Mm Mm-hmm and I'm certainly not making any comparisons of Brett Ripon to Carson Wentz as far as their projections or their talent and their strengths and weaknesses, but relative to the level of competition, I think Brett Rippon has something to gain in that area. I want to see this arm up close because I came into the year and I was a little skeptical about the arm, but the ball's coming out with more pop this year. So if you're looking purely at a physical thing, that could benefit Rippon. I want to see what this arm looks like up close. I want to see how this ball gets off his hand, how quickly it gets to receivers. Boise State's Brett Rippon is definitely
0: on my list. He's my number two passer. All right. Do you think Brett Rippon's on my list? No. He is number four. He's number four on bless my list. Lord, bless you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked Rippon. I remember I had watched a game, one game of his, like earlier in the season, I was like, yeah, I kind of like him, but I don't feel like certain that I want to like be bold about that. And then you watched him. <laughs> and and so you have some some good reviews on him. And obviously we both want to dig into the all 22 before, you know, flags are planted or anything like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, more more to come on ripping uh, my number three guy is still available. A uh, little surprise that he wasn't higher on your list. I'm referring to Tyree Jackson, Buffalo now Number three on my list. All right. So, but um, I'll I'll take the lead here on the why. Uh, 6'6", 245, and the most ridiculous arm in the class, right? I mean, like, what he can do with the football in terms of driving it down to the deepest windows in the field, of the field, uh, special, right? Like, rare, rare physical gifts. And you want to see that. You want to see that show up in mobile and you want to see how he looks again you mentioned with Bo- uh, boise state and, and brett Rippin. you've got buffalo and tyree jackson and, and so seeing him against big time competition and i think that even <clears throat> boise state has played better competition than buffalo so a uh, big stage for him to showcase that he belongs and that there's enough there's enough uh fundamentals there for lack of better terms, maybe that, you know, that he can operate within structure more, you know, a lot of his stuff is off script freelance, uh, you know, point and shoot type stuff. And so really big opportunity for him to showcase and prove that his skill set is translatable and that his raw tools are worth, you know, an investment and and how high of an investment that is. So uh, Tyree Jackson would just, just be a load of fun to see and and to see that big time arm and that big time physical talent and mobile yeah so you 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 have used two phrases that I think are really good descriptors of quarterbacks
1: talking about Daniel Jones and Tyree Jackson your last two you said point and shoot for Tyree Jackson uh Can you elaborate a little bit on that real quick before we continue on the list yeah so I, I know I know what yeah. you mean, but I don't necessarily know that other people know what you mean.
0: Yeah, the ability to throw the football with anticipation and knowing where coverages are soft and, and anticipating route breaks and where those guys are going to be open. Uh, a lot of these guys, man, in, in the NFL, they really struggle to identify that. And, and you, you know, and if you're going to be a successful NFL passer, you have to be able to. You can't just wait for that that guy to be open and then pull the trigger, right? Like that's, that's what I mean. Like point and shoot guys open, pull the trigger. No, you need to anticipate them coming open and then, you know, and pull the trigger before that route break is. And before that coverage, uh, that soft spot in the coverage is open. So, uh, that's, that's what I mean. And I'm sure that's what you were, uh, alluding to as well. Yeah. And then when you talked about Daniel Jones, you had
1: said he's either taken off, he's throwing the vertical shotter, he's throwing quick stuff. And Mm -hmm. a lot of that, kind of echoes touchdown to check down, right? Where all these reads happen vertically and scale back. Now, he can run quick games specifically where it's three-step drop and, and quick slants and, and those sorts of concepts, and that that's not a problem for him. But that was something I did make notes of when I watched him originally was, wow, this guy's either throwing down the field or everything's within you know, five, eight yards of the line of scrimmage. Yep. So, can you think of any other quarterbacks that in past years have had similar tendencies as a passer that have been coveted high? I have a name that comes to my mind, but I'm interested if you have any. Mahomes. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: that I mean touchdown to checkdown style passer yeah. is verbatim out of my report for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes, yeah. So, it's not a kiss of death, right? But it is something that you know, you you want to get a little bit more variety as a passer, th- at
0: least coming out. Go ahead. On the flip side of that, right? Yeah. Do you know who a guy that wasn't like that? So like, just because you, you, you do throw with anticipation and you do have kind of that baseline fundamental understanding of concepts, Nathan Peterman, right? Like that's why John Gruden said he was a pro ready quarterback, the most pro ready quarterback in that class. And that's why he got the opportunity to start on two different occasions by choice for the bills. Like just because you are polished with reading the defense and throwing with anticipation, that's not necessarily an indictment that you're going to be very successful either. So it it goes both ways, right? Right. It's interesting because it's, you know,
1: some of that comes to, okay, what is your ceiling? Right. Yes. Nathan Peterman's ceiling was exactly what he was as a pedestrian college quarterback. You put him in an NFL setting and everything overwhelmed him versus Patrick Mahomes. Well, He didn't do those advanced pieces well, but his physical tools were so good and so elite that now that the mental side has been able to catch up, it's you've gotten wonderful results. Well, how do you discern what you're going to get out of what guy? Well, that's why scouting's hard. (laughs) Yes, Uh, it is. Don't know any other way to put it other than that. That, That's (laughs) why the job is hard. Yeah. (laughs) Well said. So we each have. The four names on the list. We have two more spots. Yep. My number four spot is Missouri's Drew Locke. Widely considered as one of the top senior quarterbacks in the country. Drew Locke has all those things that are going to make scouts' eyes widen and coaches' mouths water when you watch him throw the football. He's got a big-time arm. There's no question he can make all the throws. He's mobile enough that Missouri's run some zone read and QB draw type stuff with him and had success doing that. And I just have questions much like with Will Greer about the offense that he runs, what he's asked to do mentally, and where he falls along that spectrum of what his ceiling is and how much extra you can do with him. And when Drew Locke deals with pressure – he makes terrible decisions, and he <laughs> fades away from the line of scrimmage a whole bunch, and those things terrify me when, yeah. I'm, uh, when I'm assessing quarterback prospects. So the problem with Locke and the reason why he's down at number four, you're not going to get any extra context to that in this setting. He doesn't have to worry about anybody hitting him in the mouth. You're at practice. So he's going to stand in there just fine, kind of like what we saw from from like a Josh Allen last year, right? where Josh Allen consistently got better as the week went on, as he acclimated Mm -hmm. to coaching, but he never really had to worry about the pressure. Never had to worry about somebody hitting him. So if you're looking for confirmation bias, I think Drew Locke's going to be a great case of that if and when he accepts his invitation, because all of his physical tools are going to be able to shine on this platform. So that's why he wasn't higher on my list, but I do think with his tools getting him in a setting where he has to make NFL decisions with NFL passing concepts and you make him think a little bit more does have value.
0: This is NFL under review local experts on the biggest NFL stories. Drew Locke's arm slots are so weird, Kyle. <laughs> it's something I reached out to Mark Schofield about, a really outstanding quarterback analyst. And I just, his release and his arm slots are so funky. It doesn't matter that he's 6'5. He has a lot of footballs batted down at the line of scrimmage yeah. because his, his release point is so weird. Um, but anyways, yes, he is on my list, number five as well, Kyle. So we have one spot to see if there's any differences. I have a feeling. I, I bet nervous. you I can predict. No, you're not nervous. I know who your six is, and he's not my six. Okay. Um, and so in uh, I had this, I had three names written down, and I changed it just before we came on here. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll touch base on that Ballsy. thought process. Yeah, yeah. After this, but here's my number six, the number six guy on my list here, Jarrett Stidham, Auburn quarterback don't like him a lot as a prospect and no, you don't either but there's something about him that uh, you continue to see people in the league mention him right as one of the better quarterbacks in this class and there seems to be continued praise on him even though he continues to kind of have some disappointing moments at auburn and then whenever they need him to really be the guy and settle in and make a big play he he kind of locks up and there's been he had that one throw recently
1: I can't remember what game the, was the, the fade it. Away pressure that went, the fade away for pressure that went up the right sideline, the bucket throw?
0: Yeah, I think so. Or was it for the, like won the game or something? Was it Texas A&M recently? Is recent oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where so everyone you're, was you're like think, back on the wagon. Yeah,
1: you're thinking the touchdown pass against A&M to the left corner of the end zone. Yes, I think so. Yes. I think that's
0: what I'm thinking of. Yes, that was with um, like a minute left in the game, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yes. you're thinking. So it's like every like everyone was like hiding behind the bush there for like a lot of weeks in a row and then like oh yeah there's the Jared Steen we all know. Uh now I'm really concerned with it but do, when we think about a, a guy's coming in having an opportunity, seeing how they take to coaching, uh seeing what the physical traits really are, he's kind of been a guy that's been a little bit tantalizing with that, like up and down, you're not really sure. I think that he has a lot to gain and a lot to prove. I don't think it's going to change much for me, but I mean if he goes in there and really lights it up, you might go back to the tape and start to give him more the benefit of the doubt a little bit. So I think he has a lot to prove. And the other guys that I didn't put in, I felt like there was a little bit more intrigue for me. And I'm I'm anxious to hear your your number six because I don't think it's Stidham. And then I want to talk about one guy that I left off. Well, you're right because it's not Jared Stidham.
1: Uh, Stidham, for me, a lot of the same concerns as what we have with Drew Locke. But I don't think his arm is as good as Drew Locks. I don't think his ceiling's quite as high. Uh, my number six is a guy that you and I talked about in the pre-show, Gardner Minshew. Oh, really? Does that surprise you? My prediction,
0: you? This, yeah, that wasn't my prediction. It was who, not my prediction. Who, who was your prediction? Tiamu. I thought you were going to say Tiamu. Uh,
1: I would have liked to. Okay. But um, Minshew really intrigues me based on now, the talent that he has, the arm talent, he has an infinitely better arm than Luke Falk, who was at the Senior Bowl last year. I think Falk really struggled with ball placement issues. I think Falk really struggled with the speed of his decision-making. A lot of times Falk was late coming back to those crossers, and it kind of inhibited his receiver's ability to turn out the field, maximize the run after the catch. And... Mike Leach's offense is a picture-perfect example of a touchdown-to-checkdown system, which we just talked about. Minshew has issues. He's late sometimes coming over the middle, and when he misses over the middle, he misses behind and inside. That's not where you want to miss your throws. Ball security is going to be a huge issue. But I've seen enough of Minshew extending plays within the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield to throw the football, and some raw arm talent ability that I'm really fascinated because he played at East Carolina, right? Spread, volume offense. Goes to Washington State, spread, volume offense. What does this kid legitimately have? And without having a lot of all 22 at my disposal right now, I can't say definitively, and I think putting him in that setting would give him a lot to prove if he shows well in that setting.
0: All right. The guy that I erased his name and put Stidham in, Ryan Finley. Yeah. I, Kyle, how many how many trips have I made to NC State over the last two years? Probably I see Ryan five. Finley, I, five? No, I, probably more. <laughs> I've been, spent a lot of time in Raleigh. And I know everything you need to know about Ryan Finley. I've seen him in every look. I've watched him trying to make every type of throw against good defenses, middling defenses. I know exactly who he is, and he's not an undraftable player. But I just—he's I, 24. He's a six-year player. He's—he's he's had a great supporting cast, right? Like, there's no questions with that. He's played good competition. Like, I know exactly who he is. Will he? If there's eight quarterbacks in the Senior Bowl, will he be one of them? Yeah, he'll be I'm one. I'm sure of them, yeah. he will be. But I don't—I don't have anything to learn by watching Ryan Finley at the senior bowl. So oh, I, I, this erased was, this him was the they, one
1: that you pulled off when you were like, Oh, we're not going to yeah. learn anything about him here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. There's nothing for me to learn. So give me Stidham. That's what, that's why I did that.
1: Okay. I think if you had to pick three names on this list that are locks for who actually makes the senior bowl, who you got
0: uh, Greer.
1: Yes. You gotta be, you gotta be mindful of some juniors and stuff too know.
0: Yeah, I think Greer, Locke, and Stidham are, are absolutely locks to be agreed. at Senior Bowl.
1: Uh, those yeah. were my three as well. But I totally agreed. So we had seven names combined for six. Do me a favor. I just sent you a DM real quick. Okay. Of the Stidham throw that I had in mind. It was against Mississippi State. If You guys are listening to this. You want to watch this throw. This throw takes place at 6.55 in the third quarter, which is... Like a weirdly good throw
0: for Stidham under pressure <laughs> and he and he holds that safety too, yeah. <laughs> which is really important. I'm watching it right now, like he that was it's some a nice learn, yeah, that's really good, but it's and he like, shows enough that's a far throw for like his platform there, that's right, like, I mean yeah. He's got yeah, just so enough of
1: those throws it's, it, that it's going <laughs> to lure guys in.
0: So give me him over Finley for, for sure. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for see sharing see this, this deal. Yeah. yeah. Any parting thoughts as we wrap uh, up today's show? Nope. I've got nothing, Gramps. Nothing at all.
1: Not Gramps. Jeez, you're <sighs> digging yourself a hole, buddy. Forcing Make it. Make sure if you have takes for next week's takes on takes, we had some people reach out to me. I don't know if they reached out to uh, Dad Joe over here, but they reached out to me and said, Hey, I got my submission in for takes on takes. You guys didn't get into it. when When's your cutoff? If you guys get us takes and we don't read them on the show, we probably recorded before you submitted. But we try and double back as long as we see the hashtag. We'll get you guys in. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not
0: that's how we got 17 last this past week, right? (laughs) Yes, we might not even have to send out the the soliciting tweet if you guys do a good enough job. We got
1: like six. Yes. Well, that's when it gets hairy,
0: right? We sent out the tweet, right, and then people responded throughout the day, and at some point, we have to record, right? So get them in. We didn't didn't
1: forget about you. We didn't neglect you. We value all of your takes, and we're going to get as many as physically possible in on a week to week basis. You can do that. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at grinding the tape. Make sure you swing over to the draft network if you guys didn't check out my mock draft that dropped on Monday. Joe, were you
0: disappointed how many nice reviews I got on that? I was very disappointed. And I was even madder because I looked at that puppy before you published it. Yeah. I and then you, it. you, you <laughs> dog.
1: <laughs> now, listen, You're... I, I did warn you, I had to update the order because I wrote the order based off of the week nine well, draft order. Well, the Cardinals, well, the Cardinals got flushed up in this thing, and the Browns won, and it dropped them outside the top ten. And I had the Browns <laughs> taken at Oliver at six. I can't have, Ed, I can't keep that and have Ed Oliver dropping to eleven. I can't do it. try so to find a new you, spot no, for Ed Oliver.
0: You, you, I had Quinn and Williams under you the did. Christmas tree, open wrapped. I was getting ready to put the batteries in, brother, and then I opened that thing up on on Monday morning, and I got Jonah Williams, dude. You got a Williams. That was dirty. (laughs) That was
1: (laughs) dirty. Well, I apologize for breaking your heart. It's appropriate we're talking about gifts under the tree. We're getting close to the holidays. I'm sure we'll have some fun holiday-themed podcast topics for you guys. So hit subscribe, come back, find out what we're all about. Tomorrow's baby big boards. You got that to look forward to. So we're going to formulate small-sized top five, top four big boards on a topic yet to be determined if you have any that you'd like to hear us bring up, you can do so at our social media accounts. Kyle Krabs with Joe Thanks, as always, for listening and we'll
0: catch up with you all again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V- on YouTube.